This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And just when you thought you were done with all the media interviews, Dave, you get stuck for one more half hour with me. I apologize for that. <laughs> no worries. I, uh... <laughs> good to talk to you. Well, it it is good to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I I think what you said yesterday really resonated with me because the bottom line is it was a great season, not the greatest because, you know, you didn't get the deal done. But but when you reflect back on 2016, Dave, there's a lot to be proud of, I think, not only as a coach, but as an organization. Yeah, I I told the guys that too. I'm very proud of them. Um, You know, I got even a little emotional because there's just so many things that uh, we talked about. And I thank them basically for blood, sweat, and tears. And there was some tears uh, during the middle of the season and at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, I can only say that uh, I really enjoyed coaching this group and they gave me everything they could. Would love to have had another ending, but it uh, just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, no, it, it's too bad. And, hey, going 9-0 and at home, you know, 15-2-1 and during the regular season, a very impressive Western final, you know, game. The comeback, even in the Grey Cup game, you know, that, that was not your typical Stampeder football in the first half. I don't know what happened there. But the way that this team did not quit, they did not throw in the towel, they came back and they fought really hard. Um, I know, again, not the, not the outcome you wanted, Dave, but that showed some signs to me. Uh, to be honest, we did not play well. Um, we made errors we normally don't. Uh, basically, our defense has been outstanding the entire year. I had one other game. I thought that they were on their heels against BC earlier, but they were on their heels. Uh, you know, I thought they took it to us special teams the first half. Offensively, we made uh, turnovers and mistakes first half. We went into halftime and just uh, tried to regroup and come up with some different philosophies and just basically asked the guys to just keep playing, just keep fighting, show me what you got. And they came out and really just about got her done. I think all three phases picked it up. Uh, you know, probably the most disappointing to me was the overtime. It just felt like uh, we had some momentum there, and uh, I felt good about it. And uh, we didn't make the plays in overtime, but a credit to Ottawa there. In that first half, was it a situation that Ottawa was doing something different that you weren't expecting? I know they were going, you know, with with the no huddle. It was a, a real hurry-up offense. You know, Henry Burris was outstanding on second-down conversions. It surprised the heck out of me. Uh, from your perspective, were they doing anything that you did not expect? Well, they play with great speed. I think uh, I think they've shown all year their receiving core has uh, really got good speed, and uh, and they hit the motions and the line of scrimmage uh, and cause confusion. And uh, it didn't look like our guys were ready to, I guess, trust their eyes and fire. And uh, we were on our heels, and we we hadn't played that way all year. And uh, Henry did make some great throws. I thought the receivers made some great catches, but uh, you know, it didn't feel like our our, our secondary was where we wanted to be. And, uh, you know, we did make some adjustments coverage-wise, but they were pretty much on all night. And when you run into an offense that's that hot and your offense isn't as sharp as it needs to be, uh, certainly it's going to be a challenge. I felt your team had great confidence heading into the game. They were loose heading into the game. Maybe, you know, again, this is my opinion, Dave, were they a little too loose? Because all all week it was all about, wow, how much the Calgary Stampeders are going to win win by, you know, you know, sweeping the awards, you know, five major awards. And it's almost tough not to, uh, to, to read the press clippings. Very tough as an athlete, I think, to block all those distractions out. Maybe I've been there though. Yeah. I, I warned them, and I uh, I understand I, the work was still put in during the week. It was we weren't uh, the guys weren't out uh, 
enjoying great cup festivities they were working i do think it's human nature to sometimes think you're a little better than you are especially after a great victory over a bc team that i thought was as good as anybody so uh we we weren't quite as sharp on the road anyway and and uh it was definitely a pro Ottawa crowd. And I think mm-hmm. we didn't communicate like we were hoping. Uh, and then we pressed a little bit. We got behind and we hadn't been behind in a while. And we, instead of just kind of uh, locking into what we do and, and uh, maybe just taking it step by step, I think, uh, I know offensively we tried to push the ball down the field too much. That was what halftime was for, but we were so, you know, definitely in a hole and we were unable to get out of it. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Dave, you've been to a great cup as a player, as a coach, as a coordinator, now as a head coach. I'm just guessing that going there as a head coach is probably the toughest because there are so many distractions. It's not your typical week. You had to do the the, the press conference with Rick Campbell. Every day you had media all over you. You had the CFL Awards where you won the uh, CFL Coach of the Year. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, But there there are a lot of different distractions. And I'm sure from uh, that perspective, and this was your first kick of the cat as head coach, uh, that that had to be a little bit of a learning and adjustment period for you. It was. I I thought, you know, I, I... did my best as far as uh, knowing what's important and, and keeping everyone prepared. But I did. I leaned on the assistant coaches as much as ever. And and like I said in my uh, coach of the year thing, I think uh, really it's the staff of the year because those guys stepped it up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do uh, – I put a lot of faith in those guys. And uh, overall, I, I do think it wasn't our best effort as far as uh, execution. But I can't fault anyone's uh, heart and, and energy. And, and uh, everybody was all in. It just uh, – wasn't working and mm-hmm. um first off they're good and then second off uh you know we were we just kind of lost a little bit of that confidence uh we needed that halftime adjustment we were close uh, but yeah it was a busy busy week a lot of distractions but it, i felt good about it and i was just what a great evening and it was a nice atmosphere it was a fun stadium to play in and um just it could have been a really great experience <laughs> uh but uh, wasn't. Yeah, no, tr- true enough. Um, I'm not going to ask you about the call because I think you've handled that very, very well. But but maybe I'll put a different spin on the question. Um, I, I would imagine a learning experience for you, and, and, and you're going to become a better coach because of this. Well, I mean, you could, to be, it's, everyone talks one call. There was many, many calls in that yeah. game that I, I analyzed and I checked what I called and what situations I want to be in. And uh, big decisions were put on my plate. Uh, feel good about what I did. Uh, uh, I I personally do things off of uh, a little bit of gut, and uh, we had uh, done certain things and set up certain plays, and for the most part, they were working. Um, you know, the, the tough decisions, there was multiples. Challenging that play on the goal line, I was very concerned about that because I didn't think it was black and white. Uh, and got, I decided to do that and was able to win that and score. And, and then even as much as uh, going for it in a back-to-back third down, I analyzed my decisions. Were they right? They ended up being right because mm-hmm. we we converted. But I always analyze good or bad, whether or not uh, those were the right calls. And and obviously um, the the last one there in overtime too. I, I I did check out my calls and and why I called them in overtime. And uh, I still feel comfortable with the decisions I made. And unfortunately, in football and in life, not all of them work. Well, Levi Mitchell's on record as saying you're one of the best play callers he's ever, you know, quarterbacked for. Uh, he's only had two, two well, play callers. That's, so. that, that's true. <laughs> well, he had some in college, too. But but let, let me let me ask you this question. Will you continue to, to call plays next year, or will you put more um, um, responsibility on Ryan Dinwiddie, or, 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 or is that something that's still going to be determined in the offseason? 
Well, I, I appreciated Bo's comments both ways because I, I think he's a great competitor. And, and um, you know, I like I like his attitude and all that. But listen, we were the top-rated offense. Uh, I feel like I'm good at that. That's part of the reason uh, I feel like our offense uh, had great success all season. And uh, I enjoy it. And I, I take a lot of pride in it. So, to me, there's there's uh, why would we change? Uh, we still, even though we had four turnovers in the Great Cup, we were moving the ball and, mm-hmm. and, and put points on the board. And I felt like uh, offensively, yes, we can improve. But certainly uh, uh, another one of our strengths, and it'll continue to be next year. Last year when the season ended, you, you came out and you basically said, hey, we got to get younger and we got to get faster, especially on defense. Calgary Stampeders certainly did that, you know, with the secondary, with Keontae Evans. You know, you look at what Tommy Campbell did, too. In the middle linebacker position, you can go down the, go down the list. Uh, in this offseason, what, what do you think your football club has to do? And my opinion would be the offensive line, because the offensive line, unfortunately, was just, you know, I hate to say use the word mess, but it was, it was a work in progress all season long, Dave. Yeah, we're gonna buy calcium pills and uh, <laughs> and uh, make them drink milk. And no, I, I the thing is, is it's you're you are handcuffed a bit by the salary cap, and there's gonna be um, as many free agents this year as I think anyone will ever see at any point because uh, I think teams are still learning how to manage the cap and how to work it. And uh, I think Huff obviously uh, has a really good understanding, but it doesn't matter. We have 26 free agents, and we can't pay all those guys, let alone either can the other teams. So, you know, you got to prioritize who you're going to sign and, and where your areas of the team uh, are in most in need. And, and then you decide where your money goes. And, and for the most part, offensive linemen, it's been through our Canadians. We've been paying our American guys. Uh, not very much. And now you ask Derek Dennis, uh, who's the most outstanding lineman, what what is he worth? And there's a lot of question marks. In fact, I I spent a full day with Huff and Mike Petrie and our scouts, Brendan Mahoney and Cole Huffnagel and Kyle Carson, trying to figure out what we're going to do with that. And it's 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 hard because there's it's kind of like playing fantasy football. There's no right answer yet because we don't even know what these guys will accept our contract offer. So it's going to be a challenge. I did like our secondary change, um, and uh, once again, I, I think at always you lose some guys that are, are big stampeders and they'll always be with you, but it's just part of the deal, and we got to find replacements. Uh, the one thing we have seen over the years with John Huffnagel as, uh, you know, the general manager, he's been very good at retaining and taking care of the people you want to take care of in your own room. He's not going to go out. He's not going to spend a lot of money on other free agents. You want to take care of your own core. And, and I think as a head coach, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you want to keep this core together, I would think. You want to, but when you have such great success, yeah. okay, when you win all these games, everybody has been a huge part of that. And I agree with him. The problem is you can't pay everybody, and so you can't keep them. And what you have to do is understand where your depth is and and potentially uh, where you think you can uh, maybe get younger and cheaper and uh, cross your fingers because it's a tough, tough environment to keep your guys together. And that's why I think it's been amazing what we've done as an organization Uh, because we had as much turnover as any one club this year, and we were able to not only keep it together but have – basically our best season, uh, regular season, win total, point total. So can we do it again? That's a question that will be answered next year, but I certainly have faith in the guys here, and uh, I'm certainly going to put my time and effort into it and just go for it again. Uh, are, are you going to be able to keep your coaching staff together, uh, Dave? I think so. I mean, uh, maybe uh, this and that. I know it's reported that Devon was signed a three-year deal. Uh, that is not true. Okay. Um, Devon is under contract next year, and uh, – 
certainly would love to keep him for three years, but I understand that people do. And we'll, we'll talk as a staff. We already have a, uh, I feel like when you have success, people, they're wanted. Um, but it would be great to uh, keep that continuity. We have some, some growing and building to do there, too. We were young. Uh, I think when it goes well, it was easy. But uh, you saw in the Great Cup, uh, even when it didn't go our way, our guys were making some adjustments. And uh, that shows you their their understanding and knowledge of the game is good. And certainly uh, want to hopefully work with all these guys again. This may be a tough question for you to answer. But what w- what are you most proud of for the 2016 season? Um. I was more proud of how our, our players react and uh, stay together. I didn't see any um, fighting on the field. and We went through a tragedy with Mylon Hicks, and our guys just bonded. And uh, I really, you know, I praise family. I talk family all the time. And, and everyone's had to make major sacrifices, and, and I really didn't feel like there was any selfishness on our team. So I'm proud of my guys and who they are and what they represent and how they they go out in the community and they go to schools and they take care of charities and they're not getting paid for any of it. They just are there because they want to help and they're great people and they're representing our city the best way they can. And we will continue to do that. I'm sure you're getting lots of messages from friends and from families and, and probably from fans as well. Uh, you know, just saying thanks for a great season. Uh, who, who was one of the first person, uh, people that, uh, that reached out to you after the game was over? Um, I've gotten many. Uh, I got a lot of people here, obviously in Calgary that, uh, that have my back. I mean, and some of our ownership as well, uh, Tony Spalatini, um, ex-coaches, ex-players, um, uh, family members as well. Um, so it was, to me, it wasn't, and nobody really mentioned anything about, hey, so sorry for you. It was more about, hey, great season, didn't work out. Um, the big picture is you guys gave it everything you had, and you still had a very great season. And, and uh, yes, that cloud over the great cup will clear up maybe not as soon as you want but mm. take the good uh, that came out of it and i'm a positive person i always believe in positivity and i believe in people and i i really uh yes i didn't sleep well for a night or two but uh i'm feeling like it just wasn't meant to be and time to get back to work and, and see if we can take another run at it i know the team had the function last night that's why you couldn't join us uh, last night uh, that, that probably had to have some mixed emotions uh, there at the, at the final team function too well, what it was, you don't talk football. You just talk, uh, just basically tell stories and joke around and give each other a hard time. And it wasn't the same atmosphere as it could have been, but it's still nice to see these guys. This team will never be the same. No, There there will be changes, and unfortunately, you, uh, you get what you get. The 2016 Stampeders, amazing group, um, just fell short in a big game. So... Uh, Really uh, wanted to express my thanks to the organization, uh, Ken King and John Huffnagel, to basically put that together uh, when they didn't have to and give our guys at least one last chance to be together. Because in reality, a lot of the dudes have taken off today. Uh, they've gone to, they're going back home, and uh, the team that comes together in May, uh, it will be different. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, although the one thing that we can say, we know that Bo Levi Mitchell's under contract for two more years. And uh, when you've got the, the most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League, and, and Bo is still young in CFL terms, I think, Dave, uh, he can only get better, too. Well, he only gets better because he works. I mean, he's not happy or satisfied. Uh, you know, as a, as a self-critic, he knows uh, uh, all of us could have been better, but... I think uh, even this last game will help drive him as well because it is easy to have uh, so much success and then just figure it's going to happen again. And I think in professional sports, all of us need to realize there's some really good players and coaches on the other side. And if we're not working, you'll get caught. And uh, he had an amazing year. 
And now the challenge is always to try to repeat it and take it one step further. But as far as what he did for us this year and how he played, uh, I think it was uh, as good a year as I've seen in my years uh, because he did it with a a patchwork offensive line, receiving core that nobody believed in. Um, They see a running back that people thought was too old and, and Bo was the steady. He just, he just had it. He had his way with people and had a great year. For the final time this season, we're spending a half hour with the head coach, the Calgary Stampeders, the CFL Coach of the Year. I've had my say. We've got a couple of minutes left. We are going to open up the phone lines, 403-974-TALK, 403-974-8255. If you want to uh, talk to the coach, the coach of the Calgary Stampeders, this is Sports Talk with Jock. We'll get to your calls, your texts, when we come back on the home of the Calgary Stampeders, News Talk 770. For the final time this season, we have the head coach, the Calgary Stampeders, on the air on Sports Talk with Jock. He's been great for us all season long. Your chance to talk to the coach for the last time this season. Let's go to the phone lines now as we bring in Mac. Mac, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Hi. Uh, I just got a question. When we were down by 10 in the fourth quarter, uh, it's turn two, so I just want to know why didn't we go for a field goal because our season could have been over if we didn't make that third down. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's the, that's one of those calls. Uh, I had a gut, I had a play I liked, and uh, felt like we needed to score to to win the game, and uh, so I I took a chance and it it ended up going for a touchdown. So that's where we end up calling plays. Uh, you just go with what you feel. You have an idea in your in your call sheet and hopefully you have the right idea and uh, but they're not always going to work but that to me was one of the ones that gave us a chance and uh that was a big call and uh, and for me a well executed play but it could have went wrong it was certainly not a standard play either uh we ran a receiver speed sweep yeah uh, certainly not a just a just jam it up in there like uh you know people might think and I believed you had to do that. We weren't getting a lot of yards inside against Ottawa anyway. When we ran up inside, it was tough sledding. So um, called it, and it worked. That's what I mean. Like, uh, that one doesn't work, and uh, people are talking about that as <laughs> bad call. Well, it works, so I guess it was a good call. Well, there you go. It was a great call, it turned out. And then you followed it up with the onside kick, and that was brilliant. That, did, did Mark Killam uh, write that one up? We've been working on that. And, you know, and we talked about that because we had a timeout left, and uh, – you know, a lot of, you know, I was having some people say, kick it deep, we'll hold them. And just felt like we hadn't had great luck against Henry in that offense. And Mark felt like uh, Rob Maver had executed that in practice. Uh, so we put that in, and it really was well done. It gave us a, not only a chance to tie, a chance to win. So mm-hmm. the, the calls and the plays were executed, and we went right down the field. Um, just uh, weren't able to quite finish it out. But getting to overtime to me was was pretty uh, still an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Brian, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Hi, Dave. Hello. Uh, I was just wondering how uh, the Stamps offensive line is uh, going to maintain for next season, and uh, are we going to be able to keep Dennis? It's going to be a challenge. Uh, I really liked his attitude. Uh, he also He's looking south. I mean, he's looking to uh, see if he can get down to the NFL. Uh, if that doesn't happen... I certainly think we'll be in the running and we'll put our best uh, best offer forward. But uh, it's still in the salary cap era. We have certain positions that we feel, uh, um, I guess, our money is more likely to get spent at. But I would be disappointed if we weren't in the running. But unfortunately, we're at the beck and call here. Of uh, We can't compete with the NFL. If he wants to sign down there and the money is there, 
um, then he will be going south. But he had a great year. I think, honestly, he um, really enjoyed playing for us and with Pat Delmonico, and uh, uh, he expressed that to us. And so we left him with a good taste in his mouth, and if he comes back up here, sure, hoping he gives us a, a first chance to get him signed. Love to see a bone crusher back with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, Brian, thank you very much uh, for the call. Uh, Dan Fetterkyle, do, 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 you know, he's, he's getting on. Uh, health has been an issue. Uh, do you see him in the uh, in the picture down the road? Uh, Dan, uh, unfortunately, see, we don't. That's what people don't realize is Dan has surgery tomorrow as well. Uh, Does he? Uh, uh, he was hurt for the back half of the whole season, and um, you know it's just such a rough game, and that's why I just care for these guys so much because they give me everything they've got. And Dan had, yeah, age wise, yeah, and he played through some injuries and pain, and knowing at the end of the year he's got to go back under the knife. So uh, I'd like to think that he could get healthy. Uh, I really respect him and and what he brings. Um, but it's going to be a decision that him and his family would have to make. Uh, if he's playing football, though, he's playing for us next yeah, year. Fair, fair enough. Uh, Dave, we're out of time, but but I want to thank you very much for your time all season long. You've been great with the play-by-play team, Mark Steven, Greg Peterson, Dave Rowan, myself. Uh, you've been great on this program, and I hope you have a great off season. I, I can't wait till next year already. All right, yeah, thanks, guys, and thanks, fans, for uh, hanging in there, and uh, we'll give it another run next year. All right, Dave Dickinson, the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, the coach of the year in the Canadian Football League. One final time, as we heard from the coach, and boy, did he ever share some information with us tonight. Uh, That is Sports Talk with Jock for at least the first half hour. We've got Dale Henwood, the president of the CSI Calgary, coming your way next. Calgary Flames, by the way, off to a great start tonight. Two to nothing over the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is in the first period, midway through the first period. This is News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock, weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.